This is episode 21 of the A Free Spirit Life podcast. Hi, thanks so much for being here. I'm Shannon Kinney Dew, creator of A Free Spirit Life.com and a holistic life and spiritual coach. Today, I am interviewing a dear friend of mine. We are online friends. Her name is Angie Pelado, and she is a success coach, an entrepreneur, and a mom to four kids. Angie and I met almost nine years ago when I offered my very first online course. At the time, it was called Inside Out, A Creative Adventure of Self-Discovery, and Angie signed up for my very first course. I was nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. This was before I knew what Twitter was or how to write a blog. And it became this experience that I continued to share online for over eight years. Angie shares a little bit about her experience, about what drew her to that course, but she really goes deeply into her own facings of self-doubt, how she has had challenges and big ones in her life that have kind of changed the direction of her life and um, really allowed her to make her dreams a reality. She is all about getting beyond the stage of just dreaming about your life and really taking the mindful action, being intentional with your success and living the life that you're dreaming about. But she does this in a very holistic, personal way. So I know you're going to love this show. This is for anyone who is feeling a little burned out, burned out in your own life, uh, burned out maybe in your own job, your own family life, or if you're running a business or thinking of starting one, she's going to be a great resource for you. So before we dive deeply into the show, I do want to shout out to my recent review. Lindsay took the time to write to me and she shares, I just started listening and I cannot adequately describe how your podcasts are affecting me. I feel like this is exactly what I wanted and needed to hear. The past year or so in my life, I have spent really trying to better myself. Sometimes I feel like my life is unfulfilling. Thank you for your words of encouragement. I listen every morning to give me the spirit to make the most of my days. I can't wait to hear more stories and insights. I have a growing list of female role models, and you've made the list already. Wow. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for reaching out and for sharing. I appreciate all of you who take the time to share how these podcasts are affecting your life. If you listen on iTunes or Stitcher, you can leave a review right there, or you can email me anytime, shannon at a freespiritlife.com. So as we get into the show today, I do want you to know that there are a few moments where the connection of our conversation, meaning the internet connection goes in and out a little bit, Um, but be patient because you are going to really want to listen to the show all the way through. Make sure to get to the very end where Angie offers her free gift. And I just think we got to go right there because it's so, so good. So thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Hey, Angie, welcome to the show. I'm so happy that we have this time together. 
Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here with you. I know. We've been online friends now for, we were figuring that out, about nine years isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> it's going so fast. Online friends we've never met. I still have this dream we're going to meet in person one day. I just know it's going to happen. Maybe in Costa Rica. Oh, maybe at one of your retreats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, until then, we're finally speaking in person. And I'm just so excited to share you with my community. And so many already know you. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do, what part of the world you live in, and what stage of family life you're in. Yes, absolutely. So I am first and foremost, mama to four wonderful kids. I am actually married to my high school sweetheart. Uh, in terms of what I do, I am a success coach supporting entrepreneurial women. Um, I have lots of fun with them. These are women who are often feeling frustrated just with not seeing the results from their efforts that they know they could be having. So I help them align their efforts and navigate a plan so that they can increase their impact. Uh, I live on a sweet little um, homestead. We have 36 acres that we run and play on, and I live way out in the country, in a little village actually called Jasper, and it is in Ontario, Canada. Mm. Now, so much fun. Now, the kids have grown so quickly in terms of stage of life, they are now uh, 15, 16, 21, and 23. And our two oldest, I'm so proud of them. They are already out on their own, spreading their wings, doing their thing, living their dreams. And my husband and I are at home enjoying the other two kids and just really, um, really grateful to be able to be really engaged and included in so much of their daily lives and just their interests and activities, spending this time with them. It's mm, so wonderful. And how rewarding just to see your kids thriving out in the world. Isn't it crazy? Oh. <laughs> Some days it's the greatest joy and other days, honestly, I really miss having them out all at home. It's mm -hmm. great to see them doing their thing. But there are days that you wish family dinner still was a full table of six and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I want to talk more about your success coaching. But before we get into all of that, you know, we mentioned that we met online nine years ago. And you, I think, took my very first online course that I ever offered. And, and for me at that time, I was um, a mom to one toddler and I wanted to stay home and I was trying to figure out how to do that. And so I took a leap of faith and I think you were part of my class. It had like 72 women in it. And I, I didn't even know like what Twitter was or a blog. I was just like fumbling and trying to figure stuff out. And it was such a great experience. And um, that's how I remember you and I meeting. And I feel like you were going through stuff too. At that time, you would have been in the thick of raising pretty young kids. And can you remember that time when we met and kind of what drew you to take that course in the first place and, and how your life has changed from then to now? Oh my goodness. First, I'm so glad you did what you did. That was such a profound time in my life. I had actually just sold, um, I owned a chain of three retail stores. And I had decided I wanted to come back home and be with the kids, uh, be that 
stay-at-home mom that I used to be, and I wanted more freedom and more time to be with my family. However, what I was experiencing once I got back home was some really, um, honestly, unexpected culture shock. Mm. Making that move was huge. Working, you know, working outside the home, being able to go to work each day, uh, that kept me really busy. I had lots of social interactions. And, you know, for young kids at home, I missed a lot of the day-to-day chaos that happens just with having little ones. And I'm not going to lie, I wasn't accustomed to it. So coming home to it and having it 24-7, it was a lot to go through. It was much more of a transition than what I anticipated. So Inside Out was exactly what I needed because I had to teach myself And I needed other people like you to teach me that it was more than okay for me to take time for myself every day. Mm -hmm. And that's really what moved me through. And um, that course supported my transition back home tremendously. And I can remember still today packing up my bag. I had this little art bag and my journal and my blanket. And I go out in the woods and I'd spread out my blanket. And I do our daily prompts. Mm. So it was amazing for me. It's so wonderful to hear because I remember at that time, especially it being my first class and I was doing the same thing. I was, you know, trying to figure out how to do this and reach out to people and it was it was working and, and such a, a joy for me to see that what I was sharing was being used and being helpful. And I remember you, I remember you sharing with the group and the community that we built. And um, so that just makes me so happy that it had an impact in your life. Oh, incredible. Incredible. So back then I remember you owning a farm And I think you were kind of, you know, figuring all of that out. And it sounded so impressive to me. It was this amazing, right? You were selling like vegetables. And are you still doing that? So life has transitioned, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, To tell you the truth, this is the first year that we are not officially operating our firm as a business. So we're not open to the public anymore. This is our first year transitioning completely out of it. Um, we we kept doing it for years. I was a part of it for many years. In the last few years, my husband largely ran it uh, independently with me doing more of the behind the scenes things. Um, so we're not doing it the way we were. So how does that feel? How does that feel for you doing it differently this year? It's such a joy. Mm-hmm. And I love doing the farm. Um, it was something that afforded us an amazing life, an opportunity with the kids that we never could have had without it. And it is a joy moving on to, you know, what next? We're in such a different stage of our life now, you know, with the kids being older and all of those things. It allows me to do what I do in new in different ways, which is really special. Um, yeah, we'll never not firm to some degree. It's mm-hmm. such a big part of who we are as a family. It just looks different than it used to. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's kind of something I've observed about you, even, you know, from afar over these last nine years. It seems like even though it might be scary to do something different or go through a transition, it feels like you go for it anyway. Like, I don't feel this hesitation. I mean, I'm sure it's different behind the scenes, but it I see you to be a pretty adventurous person. I know you travel a lot. Um, where do you get that? Is Is it is it this innate um, courage that you have or, you know, how do you find um, really your courage to make these changes that you're feeling these nudges to do? Wow. Great question. I don't know if I'm being really honest that I call it courage. I do have lots of fear, just like everybody else. And I always try and remind people, you know, it's such a natural state. It's a big part of our lives you know we, we can't wait for it to be gone until we decide to move forward so that is something there that I'm really really deeply rooted in um it's always going to be there but I like to think that as how I choose to move through it if I'm experiencing discomfort or uncertainty or fear around something that I'm wanting to do or, you know, not always wanting to do Sometimes it's a need to shift and change. And when the fear sets in, uh, what I like to do personally is I really check inside of myself. Spirituality is a big thing for me. Personal growth and personal development is very important to me. So I'm always reflecting back, asking myself, when this, when what's masked as fear is there, is there something deeper? So is there a deeper issue? Um, you know, maybe it's fear being just or uncertainty or not feeling worthy or any number of things. And I like to just look at it for what it is and then move forward from there, which always makes it so much easier. Um, yeah, it just feels so much easier in doing so. Would you say that that kind of practice is helping you stay connected to your intuition? Is that what you would call it that's guiding you? Is it something bigger than that? I would say it's definitely, there is a component of that for sure. I'm very plugged into all of that and I listen very, very deeply to it. I would like to say, and I do believe deeply, there is definitely something bigger at work here. Um, I have had so many opportunities to grow and to grow in completely new directions that I know it's got to be something bigger than, than just me. A lot of what I do now, well, it really stems from a lot of the teachings that I've been fortunate enough to have and accumulate over the years. Um, at the times when I probably had the most fear, interestingly enough. So you mentioned that you were hit by a drunk driver a few years ago. Tell oh, me yeah. about that. And how has that shaped where you are today? Yeah, that is huge. So that happened, believe it or not, it was Christmas Eve day my youngest daughter and I were going to pick up a fresh Christmas turkey and the gentleman just rammed us. Mm. So it was something 
you know, it was a shocking, traumatic experience for sure. It was, it was a quite experience. And it is something that certainly has shifted me from where I was into where I am and who I am today. Um, at that point, I was farming full time. And that was not only I, myself and my husband were farming full time. That was my only income. I had developed the only farming model of its kind in our province. And at that point, I had begun already coaching other farmers as to how they could implement our farming model. What ended up from the accident was I had a major neck injury Mm. and it was pretty simple. I just, I couldn't farm the way that I had been up until that point. So something needed to shift. And so I focused all of my attention on the coaching aspect because I could sit on the couch. I could have a laptop on my lap. I could prop my arms up. I could do all of the things. And that felt so much more empowering than focusing on the things I couldn't do and, and the discomfort and the pain and whatnot. So, you know, I did that hoping that as soon as I healed, I could get back out to the animals in the garden because it's something I'm really passionate about. Of course, it didn't happen quite as I had planned. And so, which is a big part of why we're no longer farming the way we were. Mm-hmm. And it's also why I'm doing what I do now. It was an amazing journey and a, and a transition, really. I had to learn, you know, what did I desire to do now? And how did I want this life to look? Because it was completely different. And, you know, one thing I know that is true is that I would have never gotten to where I am now if that wasn't part of my experience. Because that experience was actually the catalyst for my personal growth and my spiritual growth. So it was a pretty, um, it was a big, big deal in a good way. You know, it was hard, but I look at it as a big part of my growth journey. Wow. Has it helped you to kind of see those challenges or other roadblocks that you face? Um, Even with a, it's hard to say, sense of gratitude towards them, but, you know, this understanding that that's just the next part of your life. And and does it help you accept some of those challenges? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. There's no question. Um, We have had some really strange happenings within our family and our extended family. We've lost some people that were quite young. Things that are, are, you know, really, really uh, challenging and traumatic. And, you know, I have to share, I would not have been able to support myself through them but support other people through them and seeing them for, you know, they bring up sadness and and all of those things and no one wants to go through them, but we're able to see them in a very different light. Like you said, it's part of the journey. It's just part of the experience of life that's allowing us to really shift and shaping us to be bigger individuals. Mm, I love that. It reminds me of some women I'm currently working with who 
are going through their own set of struggles right now and, and kind of having a hard time seeing beyond it, you know, especially when you're in it, right? When you're in the thick oh, of that, yeah. it's, it's, it's impossible really sometimes to see what the reason is or why we're going through this. And um, what could you say to those who are listening who are maybe losing faith a little bit or who, you know, want to believe that there's something, you know, greater that after this challenge or what would you say to those who are struggling right now in their own challenges? This might not be the popular response, but I always go back to be willing to feel it. Mm. Don't try and resist it. Yes. Try not to push it away. The discomfort is real. The pain, the suffering, it's real. And I truly believe that until we are willing to stand right in the center of it, like deep in and feel it with every cell of our body, you know, it's okay to fall to your knees and fall apart. It's okay to go to bed at night crying and sobbing. It's okay to allow it to be how it is, make it like to let it make you feel the way you feel. You don't need to change it. Um, and for me, that was a big piece of, of healing was allowing myself to go through those components without, um, desperately needing it to be differently. And I totally get that sounds like the impossible thing to do in the moment. So I guess I would say focus on just feel the way you feel Mm. without, making yourself wrong for feeling that way. Mm, Oh my goodness. I'm so glad I asked you that. I was just actually today even reading uh, Pema Chodron. She has a book. Oh yeah. um, Being okay with uncertainty. And I'll share uh, the title in the show notes, but one of the, it's a, it's one of those books you can just like read one page. And that is exactly what it was about. It was about how, when we experience fear, when we experience it, we either want to resist it or we want to repress it or any feeling that isn't deemed yes. pleasurable, right? It's, you know, we think yeah. that pain is not a part of life. We've been told that. We we see it everywhere we go. And and so we're we are constantly trying to repress it or to resist it. And so I think that's, I hear you saying that, like, if you can just not repress it, not resist it, but feel it, allow those feelings to be there. Um, Pema says that, you know, it's really impossible to fully be present if we're always trying to hide away from those unpleasant feelings. And so I, I like your honesty with that answer, even though it's hard to hear sometimes. I think that's the cycle we tend to not be able to break is when we're feeling crappy, when we're going through that challenge, we think we have to fix something and make it go away. Yes, yes, Exactly. And allowing it and just being in there and understanding it's temporary and and that you probably will even learn something about yourself in that moment of feeling, I think is really powerful. Mm, It's so powerful. You know, Shannon, I often have experienced that my deepest suffering actually comes from wanting the desire of wanting it to be different as opposed to what I'm going through in the moment. If I'm just really present with in this moment, this is what's true right now. Everything in this moment right now is always perfect. Like I am fine right now in this second. 
Yes. But the desire for any situation where it's what we perceive is going to happen in the future or if it's what we know has happened in the past, we can't shift it. But our idea of wanting to shift it, for me anyway, creates so much suffering. So that makes me think about um, the practice the practice, because mm-hmm. when you're in it, it's hard to just snap yourself out of it. But there are ways, whether it's, you know, connecting to your breath or using a positive affirmation or um, a quote or journaling or yoga, you know, there's all these different tools. In fact, that's what we've done a lot in, in my courses. What, yeah. what what works for you? Do you have a certain mantra that you go to or um, a daily ritual or practice um, that helps you remember what we're talking about. Remember to be in this moment and that this moment is the only moment you have. There is. It pretty much sounds exactly like you just said and that I said previously, in this moment, all is perfect. Mm. And I will, every time we go through any type of, whether it be tragedy, trauma, we lost um, my husband's best due to a car accident and it was quite it was this is going to sound bizarre it was the most incredible experience it was terrible but watching so many people come together that could carry forward that um mantra it was it was a true gift to see so many people hold on to that as their prayer from moment to moment and it really allowed me to see the power of really sinking into that. And, you know, when I said it to them, I didn't mean it to be so big, mm-hmm. but to see the effects of it was really, uh, it was a huge gift for me. So that would be my, I like to call that my walking prayer. Mm. Anytime I come across something that um, has the potential to really, throw you a curveball, I go back to reminding myself in this moment, all is perfect. Mm, I love it. I, I really do love mantras and affirmations. And I think, oh, that's a good one. Doesn't it just bring peace hearing it? It just makes yeah. me feel more peaceful right now. It yeah. Does. yeah. Yeah. So tell me what a success coach is and how would you define success? I love this. So for me, what lights me up And what it means to me personally is when I can support and encourage a woman to stop dreaming her life and start living her dream. Say, say, can you say that again? Oh, Oh, please. Yeah. (laughs) I always say it. Stop dreaming your life and begin living your dream. Love it. That's success to me. Okay, so I know I, I get emails all the time from these women who are listening to this show, thanking me for this podcast. So I'm so grateful for those of you who've reached out. And I can think of several right now who are saying, I work for a big corporation. I, you know, um, am not happy in my life right now. I do have these dreams. I do have these dreams and um, maybe self-doubt's getting in the way. Maybe the timing's not right. I'm not sure what the block is, but for those women, I have these dreams. How do I? What are some steps I can take to stop dreaming my life away and really start living it, living those dreams? 
I'll share with you what was key for me. I first began a business, and I'm going to start with this because if they have the hope to one day, they will probably hear it themselves when people will say, know your why. They'll say, know your why you want to do this. And I don't look at it that way. I don't believe our why is nearly as important or powerful as being able to see our our what. And what I mean by that is getting really clear on a vision of what will my life look like when this dream that I have already happened? So what will I be doing each morning when I wake up? Who will I enjoy spending my day with? Where might I be vacationing? Um, What's my favorite part of the day? Where will I live? Who will be there with me? What kind of vehicle will I drive? How am I feeling, uh, you know, as I'm relaxing, enjoying breakfast, unrushed with my loved ones, you know, and that's all before I even begin my workday. How do my evenings look? You know, how do my evenings feel? To me, if we can have a clear vision and see our what, so what are the answers to all those questions? When we can paint that bigger picture, I believe it's so much more powerful than just stating why we want to do it. Because truth be told, we all want freedom of one sort or another. You know, it may be many different things. But that doesn't lead us to knowing exactly what freedom is going to bring us. So I like to look at that. I believe that when we can see it and feel it, that the vision comes stronger than the fear and the self-doubt. So the vision is stronger than the fear, And what happens is the time that we spend focusing on that then allows it to come to us so much more effortlessly. Mm, I love that because I think we get caught up in focusing on what isn't working, what we don't have, what we wish we could see differently. And and a big thing that keeps us blocked is we think, but how? how yes right yes don't we get stuck on uh, not even i what i find is we 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 stop ourselves from even dreaming or getting to the clear vision because we just focus on well how's that ever going to happen how is it going to happen yeah and i tell women all the time the how is not your responsibility it's not up to you to know how you shouldn't know how because you have never done it So how on earth could we believe that we're going to know how to do it? Do you think focusing on how limits our dreams? Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. If I had to know the answer of how to everything I've done, my word, I would not have done nearly what I've done. It's the trust. It really is. And I know trust is not easy. So I I don't want to make light of it and just say everyone should trust everything into happening but when we stop focusing on the how when we can see what we want and trust ourselves in knowing what baby step we need to take next it's inevitable that we're going to get there if we see it trust and just take one baby step at a time 
I love that because sometimes I hear the, the, you know, people fighting about this where, you know, just trust the universe. Well, then where does the action, where does that, you know, you yep. need both, yeah. right? Just like we have a left and right hemisphere and we have night and day and yeah. inhale and exhale. But the trust piece, I think, is is so lacking for so many of us, understandably, but so thank you for stating that, that yes, you, you we want to practice the trusting. We want to, you know, allow, but you also need to take, I call it mindful action, baby step, whatever it is, you still need to create some movement, right? Yes, every day. That is such a big part when you had asked about um, how would I define success coaching? It is, I love that you use the word mindful action. I might borrow that from <laughs> you. I always call it um, inspired action or the right action. So you can want all you want. You can dream, you can vision, but until you're willing to take that action, nothing can happen. You know, it's our responsibility, our success and our dreams are our responsibility. And we have to make it happen. Yes. So I was going to ask you about, you know, those who want to start a business or who are wanting to grow a business, but feeling self-doubt, um, how can they move forward? But it sounds to me like you're encouraging them. The first step is to get clear about your vision. Get clear about Absolutely. what Absolutely. do you want? And I, and I ask that a lot in my coaching. What is it? What do you want? And if you really soak that question in, Ooh, you know, that's the reflection you're talking about, getting in tune with what you want. Sometimes we really don't know because we haven't allowed ourselves that space. And so be patient mm. with yourself and and keep asking. That's what I'd say. Keep asking. What is it keep you want? Keep asking. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ask over and over and over and allow for the answer to change and shift. Mm-hmm. So I know that, you know, building a healthy foundation in your business is important to you. And for those women who are running their own heart-centered business or they're entrepreneurs, but they're, they're also kind of in that place of maybe they're not making money from it or just struggling, kind of burnt out a little bit. Um, mm. What do you, what can you t say to those women who maybe have this clear vision? They want, they know where they want to go, but maybe they're not finding a sustainable business yet or making an income from it? Yeah. Important question. Anytime the money question comes up, I always go back to the same thing. So my belief is that life is relationship. And with that business is part of life, which for me means that the foundation of any successful, sustainable business has got to be built upon relationship. So Within my work, what I've developed is um, a system, we'll call it, that has four foundational elements. So what they are, it begins with community, it goes into relatability, it grows into visibility, which in turn um, provides profitability. And when we bring those four elements together, they all actually support one another. I call it closing the loop. So they're all nurturing each other, those, those four elements. And what happens is each of those four elements also support the vision that we had just spoken about earlier. And 
it's that foundation that holds you up in the most challenging times. So if we look at it a little bit deeper, when we're not making the income that we believe we know we should be making, because often it's not a matter of we can't make that money um, or that our courses and offerings are not worthy of that. But most often what happens when the money question comes up is that there's a piece indicating we're not speaking, so back to the relationship part, exactly uh, to exactly who it is that needs what we offer. So often it's actually our messaging that's become really broad. And that happens because we like to feel like we can serve everyone. And uh, we don't we don't want to leave anyone out. And that's a wonderful thing. However, what happens is we're trying to widen the net, but in fact, we end up cutting holes in the net and people fall right through. So when the money component comes up, I always go back to thinking about it in terms of relationship and gaining clarity around who is your most impactful client? Who is it you desire to serve the most? And knowing exactly what they need is key to be able to connect with them. Um, when, we can, when we connect with them clearly, it's easy for them to hear us. And when they can hear us, they're naturally going to be guided straight to us. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. In fact, I I've gone that road. I've done that thing. I've okay. I've totally um started out as the person who wants to help everyone. I want to help yeah, everyone. And yes. I heard that from another business coach um a while back that really it really stuck with me just what you said, which is of course we do. You know, we want to help everyone. But a lot of those people that we're trying to help aren't necessarily there yet. They're not at the mindset or even at the, you know, they don't really, they probably won't even ever pay to get that help that you're wanting to give them. And so, God, that was a big lesson for me to understand. And, And again, I think it goes back to trusting Uh, that the people who I want to draw in will find me as I'm getting clearer and clearer and to really let go of this desire to help everyone because I can't (laughs) and they're not and and it's not paying me and it's not helping my family yeah I I feel like it it's not possible for it to happen any other way when we can trust and know exactly who it is we desire to serve the rest will naturally flow. And I want women to hear that because I know so many who are um, burned out because they're trying to help everyone. And and then mm-hmm. they're thinking, well, God, maybe my idea isn't as good as I thought it was or my business. Or, and then they just want to give up completely. And it's like, no, I want you to understand. Like, And I see that. And I guess going from my own experience, it's like, oh, my God, I finally I'm seeing the result of that. It's actually... I I can make a living doing this instead of just trying to like, you know, oh, sure, I'll let you take my course for free. And all these things that I would do hoping and it's like I, I, I see it's happening. And, you know, you can still offer, you know, a a podcast. Anyone can listen to that and they don't have to pay for it. So you can still offer and, and allow people to hear your message. And when they're ready, then when they have the mindset and when they have the financial ability to pay you, they will. 
but to to look yes. and see. So let's talk about burnout a little bit because I think that's a part oh, yeah. of it. Um, what would you say to those people who are really got a good heart and they really have this great message, but they're feeling the burnout? Okay, so you brought up mindset, so I'm going to dive in deep here just for a second, if that's yes. okay. Yes, yeah, I'm obsessed with mindset. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, excellent. So my experience has been, and I speak to this because it's my truth, I have done this myself. I always say two hands in the air with this one, right? I did it, I did it, I get it. But as soon as we're experiencing the burnout and um, fall into that thought pattern of, oh my goodness, I give so much and I'm not feeling supported by the people I'm giving to, I always have to go back to one thing. And I honestly believe that we are caught in a cycle of seeking significance. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we're coming from an energy of potentially not feeling worthy of the success that we desire. And that is hindering our trust in narrowing our vision and really getting clear on who it is we want to serve. Thereby, we'll take that, um, we'll take those people, whoever will see us, because we all desire to be seen. It's a natural desire. There's nothing wrong with it. But we can see the outcome of trying to please so many really is not supportive of our own growth, whether it be financial growth, personal growth, business growth, because we're seeking the significance outside of ourselves. So for me, the burnout is very much self-induced by me not feeling okay with saying, I want to serve this type of person. And I see it not just in business, as you said, like I'm thinking of the the women who are... Um, over committing in their life, yes. over giving, um, not setting boundaries. My last show was all about how to set boundaries. Um, we, we do that a lot of times. And I always say it's like the too, the too much, not enough cycle where we do too much when we don't feel enough. And we're trying to fill that, that hole, yes. right. That, that, that we're not, you know, and so then we're, we're doing all of the chores in the house and we're cooking all of the meals and we're doing everything for the childcare and running, you know, full-time business or going to work full-time or whatever. But, but all yes. these women are overwhelmed by the responsibilities that they've taken on. And so I want everyone to listen that it's not just about business, but it's about your life that when we're, we're not feeling worthy, or if we feel after we, we have to do more to prove something seeking to be seen and yes. oh, I love it. So how do we start changing that mindset? Oh boy. That's a big question. <laughs> this is a 10 year, this is a 10 year journey for me. Right. Um, how do we change that mindset? For me, I'm going to say it in a really simple way. Be willing to be honest with yourself, be really honest and do it. I love to journal. Journaling for me is like medicine. Um, I allow myself to write things in a journal that I might not be willing to say out loud. Even if it's just out loud in the woods to myself, I might not be comfortable to say it out loud. But when I can just get clear on why I'm choosing to do the things I'm doing that aren't feeling good, 
and be okay with the answer, not to make myself wrong, not to have to change it, just to be really able to witness where I'm at in this stage of my life. Because when I can see it, I can be free of it. And I don't know if that makes sense, but that's the truth of my experience. Uh, I went to India and I studied there for a couple of months. And one of the things we came away with was a saying that the teacher there had always said, and it was to see is to be free. And I didn't understand it at the time, but it is a part of my daily truth each and every day moving forward. And when we can see what's happening within us, whether that be our actions or our thoughts, then that releases, I'll say the grip that it has on you really, you know? So I've stopped trying to change my mindset and I've started really working on acknowledging and witnessing where I am in any moment, because I don't think I need to change mm-hmm. how I'm feeling or what I'm doing. I just think I need to understand it for the truth of what it is. Yes. And I love your word witness or observe, you know, if we yeah. understand that that's what blew me away when I first discovered yoga many, many years ago is when I learned the concept that I am not my thoughts. And that changed everything for me. And I, and I think that's so helpful that you mean what, you know, all there's something more to the, that we're not these thoughts that say, I'm not good enough that I'm not going to be like her. Well, yes, she may be successful, but I won't be, or I'm an idiot or I'm too old or I could never, whatever we do our thoughts, but that's not who we are. And so when we learn to step back and witness and observe, and I think that's why I'm, uh, I'm a journal buddy with you. I think that's why journaling for me too has been so instrumental in my life because it's tangible. It's not just to say, oh, just observe your yeah. thoughts and be a witness and sit back and watch. But it's when you, yes. when you dump, right, when you put that pen to paper and you're honest and you're kind and you're curious. Like I like to tell people, because if you, if you think someone's going to read your journal and you're afraid, you're not going to really be honest, right? In writing in that journal. That's right. So you've got to feel like safe. And I think of it like a safe and sacred place. And when you're honest, what I have found is when you go back later and read the journal, you're like, what the, (laughs) I mean, I'm still thinking this way. No kidding. That's the clarity I think you're seeing is like, we're, we're forgetful if we just let it roam and wake us up at night again and again and, and be in our mind. Mm. But when you put yes, it there and you it. see it, that's what I think journaling does is it helps you. What you said is to see is to be free. That's a very good tangible way to start seeing your thoughts and how you're gripped by them. Yes, absolutely. It's so important for our growth. For, for us to free ourselves. So that's the inner work that I think brought us together. Tell me, um, what do you do for fun? What is What inspires you? And I know that travel is a big thing for you. And I, 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 <laughs> I've got to circle back to that because every time I see you, you know, on Facebook, like, where is she? And it's not just like going to visit Costa Rica or wherever you go. It's like you're living there for a few months. So tell me about what you do in your outer life that's fun, inspired, and and about your travels. Yeah, travel is definitely a big part. Um, 
And I don't want to make it sound super easy. It's taken a lot of years. So you're right. We do. We generally take off for two months a year and pack up the family and just step out of what I like to think of day-to-day happenings. It's, It's super, super important for us now at this stage in our lives, at this stage in our children's lives, to connect in that way, like to let go of daily life responsibilities and happenings and all the stuff going on that happens here at home and just forget it and go be a family. Um, And it's really important to us because we started our family quite young. I mean, by the time I was 27, I had four children. So we, we, this isn't something we're always able to do, but we're super grateful to be able to do it now. Um, Okay, so one of the biggest passions I have, and it probably isn't going to sound like it's my fun, but it produces so much fun for me. I am an encourager of the most unrealistic dreams that my kids have. So I get such joy out of seeing them just embody who they truly are. They have some pretty big dreams. And to witness them and support them in realizing them is something that brings me joy daily. Um, I think it's because I was one of those kids who was always told my dreams were too big or not realistic. I kind of stood on the sidelines of life and watched everybody else had the fun. You know, I spent my school years wishing I had the courage to do those things. And so that's what brings me a lot of fun now is just doing things even when they are big, you know, when other people say, Oh, that's not realistic. That's my first sign that I need to jump in and do it and not to prove anything to anyone, but more to remind myself that there is no dream that's too big. You know, um, I got to take it back to inside out for a minute. Remember our journaling, And I know the day it happened that I found this journal, I sent you a photo of it. But in that journal, what was nine years ago, you had us write a list of, we were dumping, we were just journaling. Anything we would do, if the sky was the limit and it wasn't dependent upon money or time or ability, but just a brain dump. And I did what you said. I let the pen do the writing and I never paid mind to it again. And then back in 2000 and I think it was 2016, this happened. I went away with my daughter. We did an outing and we came home. And about a week later, I, for some reason, picked up that journal. And in that journal, it had said, go skydiving. (laughs) And that was what I did with my daughter. We went off. She was going away to college and her dream was for her and I to go skydiving. Now I had all the fear in the world around it. Don't get me wrong, but that wasn't going to stop me. Like that was her dream. She wanted to do this before she headed off to college. So she said, I'm doing this with or without you. Are you coming? And I said, absolutely. And she asked when, and I said, book it for tomorrow. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's really smart. You couldn't give yourself time to get out of it. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So now, um, like those are the types of things that um, are important to me. That that's the fun in my life. Just really supporting the kids. Our 16-year-old just this weekend 
or this past week actually got his flights, his first flights in for having his lightweight aircraft. He does paramotoring with my husband and seeing him be able to do that with my husband just is something that's absolutely incredible. So lots of fun like that. I love it. I love it. And what a gift. I mean, obviously your kids are a gift to you and you're such a gift to them that you are supporting and encouraging even the most unrealistic of dreams. So that is beautiful. And you're going to have to resend if you find that photo. I'm sure you have it somewhere of you two skydiving. I'd love to share it because that that brought me so much joy yes. when you shared that with me. Amazing. And it shows the power of that, of just trusting that when we put things down on paper and we explore and we allow ourselves to to vision, so many times it comes, it comes, it happens. It happens yes. again and again. So thank you for sharing yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. So you said that you had a free gift for our listeners. Can you share more about that and how they can learn more about you and get in touch? Absolutely. I'm super excited. When we connected, I was just designing this. So it's brand new. It is called The Sacred Art of Content Creation. So again, going back to knowing that women in business often have challenges around communicating effectively to build lasting relationships with the people that are really their most impactful client. So for me, it's important to share ways that can make that a lot easier and that can really deepen those connections. So that's what this offering is built upon. It is a live free elevation offering, which is going to run much like a live webinar. Um, not the same, but similar in case people are wondering what an elevation offering is. And now I know we have a difference in time zones. It's happening July 25th and it's at 7 p.m. But the beauty is that um, anyone that's registered, if the time zone and day don't work, it's not a worry because I am simply going to send them off the recording and the workbook so that they can watch it when it's a good fit. Wonderful. Okay, so I will share the link and information on how to get that free gift in the show notes. So you'll just go to a freespiritlife.com and look for this episode. And Angie, tell them your website too so that they can just learn more about you. Oh, fantastic. So I can be found at angiepelado.com so just my name everything's right there okay well I am so grateful for you and I so happy that we had this time over the last nine years to grow our online friendship but I just can't I can't wait to see where you go with this next and I'm gonna sign up <laughs> for your free gift because that sounds wonderful and um, I'm gonna keep making sure that I have a clear vision of where I'm going next. So thank you for being such an inspiration to me and to everyone. Oh, thank you for letting me share this time with you. It has been such a journey and I'm excited to see what happens over our next nine years together. Absolutely. I know soon I'll be telling you that I've got one moving out. Ah, I'm going to, that's going to make me. <laughs> Don't rush it. It goes too quick. I know that's right. I won't. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wasn't that inspiring? I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I do. For Angie's free gift, just go to afreespiritlife.com and find episode 21. 
There in the show notes, you'll find all the links to what we talked about, as well as where you can sign up to get her free gift. Also, since I we talked a little bit about my e-courses, I am giving my Live Freely Circle a makeover this fall, and I'm offering some new courses within that circle, and I will be sharing that information shortly. So if you're not on my mailing list and you want to be, make sure to sign up for my mailing list. You'll also get a free self-care toolkit and more goodies to come because this is going to be an amazing new program that it's incorporating all my past e-courses into the online membership. I know you're going to love it and I want you to be a part of it. So make sure that you sign up so that you can get all that information as it's starting to be released and more details to come. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And I will see you next time. And I bless you.